Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Live from Atlanta, the moment you wait for all week. Your chance to get informed, entertained, and occasionally outraged. Welcome to the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. And we get started this morning coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios when you need certainty in the home buying process with a loan that fits your life. Rocket Mortgage can. Appreciate you being on board. There's so many different ways we can drive the bus today. So many different angles that we can take. So many different things we're going to get interactive with. Uh, it's going to be a, a pretty good day this Sunday after Thanksgiving. Did the Pianos have a big uh, turkey? Tony Piano on Twitter. Anthony Piano is what I call him because I like to be more formal. Anthony, big turkey? Uh, family gathering? Got to watch ourselves. Quiet? Governor Cuomo was watching us. Did he peek in the windows? I was wondering about that. Were he was, they peeking he was going. The... He was going house to house. Just checking. They're, pe- they're checking in. Depending on what size turkey you bought, you think they were tracking you? I think the government was tracking you? Wait a minute. Mrs. Pierno bought a 12-pound turkey. That feeds, that feeds 14 people. That's too many. Too many. Can you believe we've come to this? Can you believe we've come to this? Honestly. In our country. Do you believe we've come to this? Where they're telling people that they're telling people there are some states that are telling people you must wear masks in your house. Pennsylvania. And people are saying, yes, my home state. You must wear masks in your house. First of all, what the blank are you talking about? Like, what? Like, you must wear masks. Yes, I will obey. I will obey. Really? I mean, honestly, what's going on? Like, what is next? What is next? You must stop drinking soda. We will not have you drink soda in your house. What is next? It's craziness. I saw both of them in the past week, uh, being home, being here in Atlanta, being home in Philadelphia, my mom's funeral. And uh, it was it was honestly, it's like two different. It's like two different pandemics. It's like two different experiences completely when you travel and when you see it. So I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I hope you had some good. I, I hope you managed to create some sort of family time where it was. We're so used to being a three person unit in my household that my wife and daughter and I, that it almost didn't feel odd to not be in interacting with, with other people and everything like that. But damn, I cannot wait. Cannot wait to just be around people again and see people again. We had to do the 
social distancing thing at uh, the, the luncheon after mom's funeral. And they did a great job, did a fantastic job. Springfield Country Club did a great job for us, spread us all out, gave us plenty of room. So nobody had to worry about being in each other's presence or making somebody feel uncomfortable. And uh, I said, to, I says, I said goodbye to my mom. I'm like, well, well, Betty, you were born right before the stock market crash. You were raised in the Great Depression. You went to high school in the Second World War. And you went out in a pandemic. So I, I would say, even though the pandemic didn't take her out, COVID wasn't any match for my mama. Uh, it was a, that's a pretty good run. That's a really good run for people who could do it. So it was good to be home and see people. So as we get started this morning, I, I, I will, I will start it out like this is that there's something about dancing on people's graves, not to bring up my mom. That's terrible. Uh, dancing on people's graves that I don't appreciate. I don't appreciate it. And I learned all I need to know about the Detroit Lions and why the Detroit Lions suck and why their franchise sucks and why their organization has stunk for the better part of a half a century. Even more, even more. Throw 60 years at it. I know why they absolutely suck. And excuse the terminology. But I watched the behavior of the organization when Matt Patricia got fired. And what did I see? A bunch of grown men and and quite a few acting like children. Celebrating the the firing of the coach and and passive aggressively like celebrating it and everything. Uh, I, I understand why organizations suck. And it's because of culture. And I can tell you, I've been a part of some great organizations in my lifetime. Some great businesses in my lifetime that I've been a part of. I was in the business world till I was 33. Before I joined radio full time. I've been a part of some great organizations and I've been a part of some bad ones. Uh, Worked for the Philadelphia Flyers as a young man. Worked for the great Mike Keenan, one of the greatest coaches ever to be behind a bench in the NHL. As a young man, getting to experience that. And that Flyers organization at the time was an exceptional organization in the late 80s, mid-late 80s. Exceptional organization. And then in the NHL, I got to work for the Atlanta Thrashers. Four different times in 11, in 11 seasons. I would work for two years, do TV and radio. I'd work for two years, then I'd quit. Then I'd come back. Then I quit, then I come back, then I quit and come back. I did, it, I did it four times, four times. And I can tell you, dealing with an organization like the Thrashers compared to what I had already experienced dealing with the Philadelphia Flyers back in the day, I knew what a great organization looked like. And the Flyers are no longer that organization. They're going to hopefully aspire to get back there. But the Thrashers never were incompetent ownership, things like that. Matt Patricia blew it in a lot of ways as the Detroit Lions head coach. Matt Patricia was an embarrassment to himself. Like the clip that Vince Quinn played late in his show, where Matt Patricia had the nerve at a press conference to say to somebody, sit up. You're slouching in your chair. You know, you look like, act respectable. 
when the man came to press conferences and walked the, the uh, sidelines and everything and carried himself like a slob. Why do you think this makes your franchise better? Um, well, you know, do me a favor, just kind of sit up and just like have a little respect for the process. Every day you come in and ask me questions and you just kind of like, you know, give me this. But I mean, like, just, just be a little respectful. Just I'm asking just to be a little respectful in this whole process. OK, so ask me a question professionally and I'll answer it for you. Matt Patricia telling someone to act professionally. Matt looking like he's rolling into the Wawa in Delco, suburban Philadelphia, to go get a hoagie. Uh, you know, wearing his sweatpants down and sloppy T-shirts with stains on them from what he had for breakfast. Matt Patricia lecturing anybody on professionalism was a joke to me. He was thin-skinned. He was arrogant. And what was quickly exposed is... Just because you work for Bill Belichick doesn't mean you have anything in common with Bill Belichick. And that's what gets exposed. But you know what else sucks? Is that when when members of your organization are like dancing around like, yeah, he got fired. He's the reason we're losing. He is. Because guess what? If you're a losing team, if you're a losing organization, there's a reason you're losing. And it ain't just the coach. Because there are times where bad coaches, bad managers can be overcome by work ethic, by talent, by desire. So, yes, Detroit got get rid of Matt Patricia. How many other coaches have they gotten rid of in 60, close to 70 years? How many other coaches have they gotten rid of? And it's always the next guy who's going to make it work. It's always the next guy who's going to be able to fix it. Sometimes you can't fix crappy. Just put it honestly to you. You can't fix it because there's a culture that sucks. We've seen Doug Peterson of the Philadelphia Eagles. Doug Peterson is not a great head coach. Doug Peterson, very good at cultural things, creating a good working environment, a positive working environment. Players enjoy it. Players try to play hard. He replaced Chip Kelly, who was terrible on culture, who was heavy-handed, acted like he was going to monitor whether you – did you sleep last night? How long did you sleep? Let me monitor that. What did you have? Did you have two smoothies today? These guys that come into NFL head coaching jobs and think that they've arrived, and yes, giant fans like Mraz from the uh, DA show, believe that Joe Judge is the second coming of Bill Belichick. We're already seeing it. He's not. We're already seeing it. He's not. At some point, pretending you're, you know, giving speeches from, from bad high school football coaches' movies and, and, and sliding around in the mud pile and, and being, it's shtick. Bill Belichick doesn't have shtick. Mike Tomlin doesn't have shtick. The best coaches in the game don't have shtick. They don't rely on shtick. They rely on work ethic, attitude, and professionalism. And getting things done. So Detroit fans, celebrate all you want. That Matt Patricia's gone. But player, if, if you don't think it's players, if you don't think it's an organization, that place needs an enema. An enema. It needs a complete cleaning out. I don't know if X-Lax could get an ad on, their, on the unis, like in the NBA, but it might work. Our toll-free line. 
855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. It's sponsored by GEICO. So whether you rent or whether you own, GEICO is going to make it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Because having a home is hard work. So I want you to get a quote at GEICO.com. That is easy. Around uh, an hour or so from now, we will have the fallout. It's Anthony Piano's fantastic creation every week that gets you updated on everything in the world of sports that you missed yesterday in college football. And what did you miss? You missed Nick Saban not coaching on the sideline. And I'm getting convinced that two of the two of the biggest games of the year, the rivalry game with Auburn is always one of their biggest games of the year. And the game with Georgia was probably their biggest threat of the year. And Alabama didn't have Nick Saban on the sideline for either one of them. One for a false positive COVID test, one for a positive COVID test. And Coach is recovering fine and doing well, and he'll be okay. But what it convinces me is that I'm now more convinced than ever that the coaching during the game is probably 20% of the equation compared to the 80% of what goes into the pre-planning and the coaching. Now, for me, this is something that shouldn't be a revelation. I don't know why it is, because I am somebody who obsessively prepares for radio shows. Uh, I think I sometimes maybe prepare too much, that I follow my guideline of what I want to talk about, and, and I, I, I sometimes don't stip on, stick on a topic as long as I should because I want to bounce to another topic because why? Because Sheldon myself, has figured out, well, here's what I have planned to talk about, and here's when I want to hit the target, and here's where I wanted to change gears. So sometimes you can be overplanned. But what it shows me is in the two biggest games of the year, and honestly, their two most impressive wins, Alabama didn't even have Nick Saban on the sidelines, but they had Nick Saban, and they had Nick Saban's trained coaching staff, and they had Nick Saban delivering messages to the players. They had all the pre-planning done. I think I'm getting the revelation that the chess match that goes on on a Saturday afternoon is not really as pivotal as what's going on during the week. And maybe that then tells me that the hot young assistant coach that you want to ascend, they better be masters of the craft of one side of the ball. They better better have one side of the ball covered and then be willing to delegate the other side of the ball that they are not as proficient at. If you're Nick Saban, you're a defensive specialist, you better be willing to have input on what you want the game plan to look like offensively, but you also then are willing to say, I'm going to toss the keys to someone that I trust, and how much, how much of a wide berth I give them depends on the resume of who have I hired. And then that, that, but I'm going to give them the keys and I'm going to trust them and I'm going to count on them and they're going to deliver for me. And I think that's where a lot of control freak coaches fail. That's where they fail. But very, very impressive. Very, very impressive to watch what Alabama's done in their two biggest games of the year without Nick Saban on the sidelines. It's absolutely incredible. Fantastic stuff. We will get deep into the Ohio State dilemma today. And I'm going to tell Ohio State fans, and you know, if you listen to this show, you know the respect I have for Ohio State on a weekly basis. You know the respect I have for that program because that program has shown me enough, has proven to me enough. Reputation matters to me when I'm drawing conclusions and opinions. 
I trust the Ohio State brand. I trust Ohio State football. I trust Ohio State's funnel of talent. That if I'm confident and I believe in them and, and I respect them, that, that that's, they're deserving of that respect. What I'm going to tell Ohio State fans in the course of the show today, though, is, is sorry. Big Ten fans, Pac-12 fans, if your team gets screwed because of not playing enough games, that's the bed that you made. That's the bed that you decided. That's how you decided to handle the pandemic. And I think we can clearly see that the three of the Power Five that decided to play, they did it the right way. They were right. The Pac-12 and the Big Ten were wrong. They were wrong. So when Ohio State potentially gets screwed here for not playing enough games due to losing games with the pandemic, it's because they chose to take a different tact. They trusted different science. And look, there was going to be winners. There were going to be losers. There were going to be the the conferences that got it right, the conferences that got it wrong. But the one thing you can't do is rewrite the rules. You cannot rewrite the rules after it's begun. And we'll get to that. And that takes us to Denver. You knew the rules. You didn't follow the rules. You tried to be like the little Ravens. You didn't follow the rules. Didn't act like adults. Didn't conduct your business properly. And so what does that mean? It means you're in trouble. And that's where we begin. 855-212-4CBS. If you want to get in and hang out with me, it's the John Kincaid Show. This is CBS Sports Radio. This is the John Kincaid Show. Deprive yourself any longer. Follow John on Twitter. His Twitter handle is at John Kincaid. I love that you uh, follow along on Twitter. I love when you pick up the phone and call at 855-212-4CBS. I love to uh, have the chance to interact with you. Kevin Dexter will have everything we need to know on the world of sports. He'll update us on that in the course of the show today. Oh, I'm very excited today because it's a Bill Bender day. So Bill Bender comes on and uh, discusses college football with us around two hours from now. And I'll ask him point blank. Same sort of thing that I set up with you there. If the Pac-12 and the Big Ten end up getting damaged because of the for the college football playoff due to not being able to meet their own regulations that they set, they've got nobody to blame but themselves. they got nobody to blame but themselves. I mean, flat out. There is a, there are winners and losers when decisions are made. And if you don't think college football is big business, you are uh, sadly mistaken. It's huge business, in fact. It's not big business. It's huge business. And the decision was made by the Big Ten and the Pac-12 to say, now remember too, foremost experts, not only from the CDC, from Duke Infectious Medicine and others. The same people who were advising the NFL advised the ACC and advised the SEC. That you could go about football safely, here are the protocols, let's do it, go about your business. And what have we found out? What is the great thing we found out? 
when you follow the protocols, you don't even have to be in a bubble to succeed. Major League Baseball did it. They didn't go into a bubble till the end. But when you follow the protocols, you can succeed. And remember that the vast majority of programs have not really had even blips on the radar. And more importantly, too, the college football players that have ended up seriously ill or the need to be hospitalized or or haven't been able to return to the field after positive diagnosis from COVID-19, you know what those numbers are? How about less than 1%? How about less than 1% of players who didn't... These players are returning to the field. They're going about their business. The NFL players are returning to the field, going about their business. The NFL player who has not been able to return after the positive diagnosis since the NFL teams went into their seasons. It wasn't the Pac-12 and the Big Ten thought they were smarter than the room. Their presidents were smarter than the room. They thought they knew. They thought they had a better plan to handle this. The ACC and the SEC delayed the season, made sure protocols were in place, and executed it. But if you're Ohio State, five games doesn't cut it. And your own conference set that, set that up. And it sucks because I do believe they have, in logic, I would think they have a great chance to be a team that would be in that college football playoff. Even though... There is nothing on the Ohio State resume, nothing on the resume right now that would lead you to say, well, I don't care if they play five games. They deserve to be in. What? This year? This year. They deserve to be in? That's not the way it works. You don't get to, you don't get to say that this year. What are you going to go? On reputation, they deserve to be? That's what it is? You don't get to make you don't get to, to get an automatic bid into the college football playoff in a year that you decided to start late. You decided to sit out an extra month. You decided it wasn't safe, even though the experts were telling. Experts that were leading the NFL, leading the ACC, leading the SEC, advising the Big 12. You decided you were smarter than the room. You didn't start. And now it might cost you. It might cost you. Does that suck? Yes, that sucks. It really does. You were 20 and a half point favorites. You won by, at home, 20 and a half point favorites, you won by seven. And you know I love Indiana. I love what Indiana's been doing. Your wins are over Rutgers, one win Penn State, and Nebraska. So there's nothing on your resume that says, yes, you got to put them in the college football playoff. We've seen enough. The eye test has been enough for Ohio State. I hear people trying to do this with USC now. That's the newest thing. Southern Cal, the real USC. I'm not talking about South Carolina. People down south try to tell me that, well, South Carolina's USC. Uh, no, they aren't. And the only people who think that are people that are near South Carolina, they aren't. I have people trying to convince me, well, USC deserves to be in the discussion for the college football playoff. 
They've played their three games. No, no, no. What you get to do is you get to own your business. You get to own what you did and what your conference did and what your conference decided to do. They were smarter than the room and said, well, we're going to start in November because we're smarter. We're going to trust different science than the experts leading the NFL, the ACC, the SEC, and the Big 12. We're going to, do, we're going to use different science. So if you don't make the college football playoff because you have a bunch of canceled games, again, that would be on you. You're not going to have enough of a resume. You can't have teams that play 12, 11, 10 games to put a resume out there and say, well, we're going to play five, maybe six. Does that count? No, that doesn't count. And next time when you're faced with something, instead of being the lone wolf and going your own way and saying, we're smarter than the room, you then realize you're going to deal with whatever consequences you do. One little trip up. When you have a 12-game schedule or 10-game schedule otherwise, and you trip up and have a game or two have to be delayed, that's different. You still got enough room to make a move. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4CBS if you want to uh, share a thought on this. And you know, not in USC's case, but if you're an Ohio State fan, you know flat out that I am a... A big believer. I'm a big believer in the program. Big believer in Ryan Day. Big believer in Justin Fields, who to me has been one of the most impressive young men to come out of the pandemic. And if I was an NFL team, I would notice that I believe Justin Fields was one of the pivotal people to make sure that Big Ten football was played this fall. Strong leadership, eloquent speech in defense of his positioning. Young man carries himself like the leader of a franchise, which I'm sure NFL teams are taking notice of. And it would absolutely stink for him to not get the opportunity to show his wares in a college football playoff. But you know what? I think everybody knows from his standpoint, they know what Justin's bringing to the table. They know the skill set, and they know the intangibles now. They know the leadership and everything. So something good actually came out of this. Justin Fields, his stock actually went up playing less games in his senior year. Because I will tell you, from NFL folks you speak to over the years, general managers, scouts, you get the chance to interview them, you get a chance to talk to them off the air, especially at like training camps. You get a chance to just pick these guys' brains. The amount of deep diving that they do into the psyche of players, into the leadership of players, they're talking to high school coaches, they're talking to friends of the family, they're finding out everything they can about these young men, they're getting under the hood. And there isn't anything that Justin Fields needs to do on a football field to impress these guys about what he is off the field. So it's a shame. And I honestly think it's a shame, too, because I I would hope that Ohio State had more in the tank and was ready to show me something better than they have so far this year. Knowledgeable, passionate, and a beautiful head of hair. He's John Kincaid, and he's only on CBS Sports Radio. The hair is quite impressive. 
really is. He's not lying to you. He's got the radio man voice, right? He's not lying to you. John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. The Fallout, Tony Piano's great creation comes your way at 7.20 Eastern time, so 20 minutes past the next hour for you to get caught up on everything that happened in the world of college football. Gentleman says to me to hear, what's more impressive to you, John? Nick Saban not coaching all week and then coaching on Saturday to beat Georgia or Nick Saban being able to not be on the sideline and win against Auburn. Well, I think Georgia's better than Auburn, but I think it's more impressive to be able to have your team so well-prepared and be such a well-oiled machine that you win the biggest rivalry game on your schedule and you just toy with them like, uh, like, cat, like a cat with a mouse. Yeah, absolutely. That's more, like, to me, that's more impressive. That absolutely is something that's more impressive to me. Gary and Rocky Top joins us. Gary, blow that horn for me, please. There we go. How are you, Gary? What's going hey, on? Pretty good, John. Hey, uh, I've heard you talking about the Pac-12 and the Big Ten. And it seems to me, before they even started the season, they imposed a poison pill upon themselves. They were bound to fail because of the way they set things up. I knew it was going to happen, that there would be uh, teams that would no longer be eligible, like Wisconsin now and, maybe, and possibly even Ohio State. Who knows? And on the Pac-12 side, the same thing, poison pill approach. Uh, with the uh, 21-day uh, quarantine, if you if you uh, test right. positive and so forth, they they, they made their own all along. They did it. They did it to themselves. They did it to themselves. They they've taken. They've like nobody at Ohio State can say we didn't know the rules going in. We didn't uh, right. understand what the what the implications were going in. You did. You knew what they were, and your and honestly, the arrogance of the Big Ten and the arrogance of the Pac-12 is going to potentially sink both of them this year. And that's, 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 it's a shame because it's a shame for the student athletes that because Justin Fields wanted to play, his teammates wanted to play, but bureaucrats stood in their way and said, no, we know better than the doctors at Duke. We know better than the leading epidemiologists that are leading the SEC, the NFL, the ACC. We know better than them. Listen to our science. We're smarter. And guess what? And if it's one year and you learn your lesson, hopefully they learn their lesson. And it'll be better. And by the way, I, I heard you talking about the different states and the different rules. Uh, meanwhile, you got a half a million truckers like myself going from state to state doing whatever the heck we want to do, and we don't <laughs> seem to be having any problems. Do you, thank you, thank you for you're the time, right, man. Down. Take care of yourself, buddy. Be safe out there on the roadways. It really is just – it is bizarre. It is bizarre the differences when you talk – when you go state to state, rule to rule, region to region. It is very, very different. So, Anthony, are you back to, like, no indoor dining up there in New York? Is it no indoor dining uh, That's now? on its way again, it looks like. Where that's I live, on its way. I live in one of the five boroughs of New York City, Staten Island, uh, starting on Monday, tomorrow. Uh, there are sections of Staten Island that are going to be closing down once again. Oh, my God. Like close, gy- what do you mean closing down? Gyms will be closed down once again in certain areas. Oh, my gosh. There Did will not s- be any indoor dining allowed in certain areas of Staten Island. Did you see my tweet yesterday? That I where after I went to the gym. Oh, there people were, not wiping down the machines. Huh? Yeah, it's like there were there were in our gym. As long as you are socially distanced, you do not have to wear your mask. If you're not within six feet of people, you're not coming within. Everybody has been. We the gyms have been open for months. 
and people have been doing the proper things, staying away from each other, give each other space. Uh, they signal off the, you know, the, the cardio machines or signal off. So you can use one. You can't use the one next to you. You can use one, can't use the one next to you. And there were three people yesterday in the gym who were deciding they wanted to wear a mask while they worked out. We do not have to wear the mask when you work out. You wear, you wear the mask when you exit. You wear the mask when you, you know, you're coming and going. But when you're working out, you don't have to. You don't have to go out on a run. You don't have to be on a run on a treadmill wearing a mask. So these three people were in the gym wearing a mask. So I'm on an elliptical and a treadmill. And I'm running and then doing the elliptical. And so I'm watching college game day and everything. And these people are just parading around me. The three people who were wearing the mask in the gym, neither one, none of them were wiping down equipment before they used it or wiping down equipment after they used it. And you think they would because they're the ones that are wearing the mask. Correct. They're the ones wearing the mask going, oh, my gosh, we have to wear a mask. Got to wear a mask. I'm, I'm a, they obviously are saying, I'm concerned. And guess what? Maybe they, maybe they have an underlying condition. Maybe they have some reason that they're doing that. And that's cool. Well, then you Whatever. should be wiping down the machines then. Correct. And honestly... I've looked at my own, in the past few months, I've looked at my own behaviors in the gym and said, I've made some mistakes. I rarely ever in my life wipe down a machine before using it. But I always will have either the wipes, when they have the wipes, if they have the wipes in the container, and if they don't have the wipes, they have big rolls of paper where you can use the cleanser, they've got the uh, disinfectant, and you can wipe stuff down, spray it on the, on the towel and then wipe it down. I rarely do it before I use equipment, and I always do it after. And that's sort of stupid. Like, I, I mean, so now I've gotten to the point where, at least on the cardio equipment, I tend to do that. But it's, that's sort of a stupid thing to do because you're, you're putting yourself at risk by using it. Yeah, because you don't know if the person before you wiped it and down after I'm, they and walked I'm, away. And I'm, and I'm being courteous for the person that uses it after me. But if I don't wipe it down beforehand, I'm being sort of stupid. So everybody's just got to – if you're wearing a mask in the gym and you're not wiping down equipment before and after, you're, I have no idea what your logic is. I don't understand it. Scott in Alabama, what is his logic? Scott, what an impressive day that was yesterday for the Tide. John, is, how are you doing? Did you have a pretty good Thanksgiving considering the circumstances? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. There have been, I, I can tell you this, Scott. Very few tears, honestly, even last weekend at Mom's funeral – Yes, very sir. few, t- very few tears. The only time I choked up at all was exiting the uh, church, uh, and at the gravesite I did. At the gravesite I did. That well, that was like where. I t- and and when I was delivering mom's eulogy, when I started to talk about my daughter and my daughter's relationship with my mom, I got a little choked up. But I held it together because she would have wanted me to. So it was great. We well, had a very positive still, time. Is your daughter still considering Tuscaloosa as a, a landing point for? The I, she absolutely college. is. Their, their national signing day won't come for her till next fall. But uh, she she loved Tuscaloosa. Uh, she she thought it was absolutely a spectacular campus. That's awesome, John. I got two little things. Uh, one is was Saban did get to come on the sideline for Georgia, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. All week, yeah. and, and uh, uh but the, I wonder if he'll get credit for the win yesterday, or they'll give it to Sarkeesian. No, you can't give it. I, I think you. I think you give it to Nick. But I guess I don't know. Are there set rules, or do you decide program to program? 
I have How no idea, handled? but Nick probably bought probably bought Sark a half a case for, for doing a pretty good job. When, well, I when hope he out. doesn't do that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Right, right. One question real quick. Yes. I read an appalling article last week, and I didn't get to call in and talk to you about a, What's that? something going on at Penn State uh, in the locker room. And oh, yeah. Comment on that. Yeah, you mean Penn State with more, you know, uh, accusations of hazing and sexual harassment? I don't know if they're true or not. So I, I, I didn't I didn't see enough to tell me, okay, I believe the story or I'm convinced the story's true. I'm interested to see the follow-ups on it. But honestly, if Penn State has stuff out of control in their program, are you going to be shocked? If Penn State takes their eye off the ball and allows student athletes to be sexually harassed or otherwise, are you going to be shocked? Again, I do not know if those accusations are true. I can tell you this. Go read about James Franklin and when he exited Vanderbilt. And go read about what was going on in the Vanderbilt program and just Vanderbilt rape case. Go read about what was going on there. And say to yourself, sometimes integrity can be very, very Very, very fluid for people. Okay, Denver Broncos. Today, won't have a quarterback. Like, won't have any quarterback. (laughs) The Denver Broncos will have to play a game without any of their quarterbacks. Why? Because the Denver Broncos screwed up. Remember when they they were telling us, Anthony, remember earlier during the pandemic they talked about not having all the quarterbacks in the same room. Remember that 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 whole that whole thing got discussed that they would maybe have the quarterback meetings would be done on Zoom so the backup quarterback would never be in the same room with the starting yes, quarterback. Yes, that was a thing. Not in Denver. Not in Denver. They in fact had them all together socializing with each other and not wearing masks. So again, may I just say The Denver Broncos are playing a game today without a starting quarterback, without a backup quarterback, without a third-string quarterback. And why are they playing it that way? Because of the Denver Broncos. And yet we have people that are saying the NFL should cancel this game. The NFL should uh, delay this game. The NFL should postpone this. It should be postponed. This is ridiculous. No. What is ridiculous is the fact that the Denver Broncos didn't understand what they were dealing with. I can tell you this. There are college programs in the Southeastern Conference where the quarterbacks are not in the same room. Where the quarterbacks are separated. By the way, they also have the common sense to wear masks when they're in close proximity to each other. So that way, if the starting quarterback goes down... They will not have exposed the backup quarterback. How do you have three quarterbacks not eligible? You know why? Because you're the Denver Broncos and you made your own bed. You made your own bed. And no, the game shouldn't be postponed. And Amy Dash and I were having a discussion last night on social media. Amy was like, this game needs to be postponed. It should be stopped. And she's a bright legal mind. Why would they do this? This They're going to play this game? This is greed. No, 
No. And as I explained to Amy, there are 32 teams in the NFL. And what they knew before the season began is that they all agreed that if a position group was going to have multiple multiple guys out, it didn't mean the game had to be canceled. Didn't mean the game had to be not, not, not played. They agreed to terms. Denver Broncos are going to be asked to play under those terms. And I've, I got to tell you, I've never, I, I don't think I've never, I've never watched a Denver Bronco game that wasn't a Super Bowl or something like that where I was more interested to see how things were going to go. This is exciting stuff. Kendall Hinton is the starting quarterback today. Kendall Hinton. And yes, you will have to Google. I will not be able to bring you the highlights of Kendall Hinton. But boy, I'm going to really enjoy watching Kendall Hinton. I've got to tell you. Got to tell you. That'll be something worth watching. That's something worth watching big time. But also, too, the Ravens situation. Over and over again now. We got a Ravens team. Should the Ravens situation be handled differently than the Broncos situation? Should the Broncos situation be considered, looked at exactly the same? Broncos not a playoff factor. The Ravens a playoff factor. Is that fair? Tony, is that fair? Mr. Piano, is that fair? That, that they would handle the situations differently? Because I'm a little torn on it. Whether the game, the Steelers-Ravens game means a hell of a lot more than this game does with the Saints and the, uh, and the Broncos, except I would imagine the teams competing with the Saints probably feel that it doesn't. That it's just as important. They don't want that. They don't want to see the Saints just get an automatic victory. This is going to be so much fun to watch today. Watching the Broncos? Give it to me. Give it to me. And show me what you can do. Show me if you can survive. Can you handle it? And by the way, that Penn State-Michigan game yesterday? (laughs) 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 Delicious! As the great Joker would say on Batman. Man, that was just delicious. I'll have some more thoughts on that one. Coming up. What a chess match. It's the John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.